Hello everyone, welcome to the Knobcast. Huge news in respect of takeovers happening or indeed not happening. Liverpool, it sounds like John Henry and FSG are not actually going to sell Liverpool after all. Man United, there have been some updates there. We are going to get Gasky's thoughts on the United takeover situation, who he'd like to come in, what he thinks the future United could look like, will it happen, etc. etc. We'll also be rounding up the uh most recent action from the premier league graham potter and chelsea should they stick with potter or is it has it already come to an end there wasn't even a honeymoon period is it now time just for the divorce situation west ham uh that why are they so bad uh and uh, are they going to get relegated they are literally behind bournemouth as it stands and huge potential turning points in the title race with arsenal um, potentially fortuitous against Aston Villa. Conversely, City potentially unfortunate against Forest. We'll be talking about that. And obviously, United's big defeat of Leicester. Are they in a title race? No, they aren't. But we will talk about United at length. Later on, minigames, etc., etc. Gasky, hello. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Wonderful. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great because I'm with you, talking so, yeah. to you. How do you feel about that? Oh, flatter me. Mm. Mm. There we go. Right. Without further ado, Gasky, shall, shall we just get... Let's, let's crack on. Stuck in like that. Uh, so, sorry if that's going to clip the audio for people with like headphones or whatever. I apologise. No, I don't. That's a lie. Uh, Chelsea lost against Southampton. 1-0, Gasky. Let's not muck around here. We don't need to analyse the game itself because it was just settled on like a free kick it's the same old story of potter's chelsea they just have been a bit smelly um since he's taken over really um i'm going to outline some theory and a fact and then i want your thoughts on it before i just you know so that's good so 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 graham potter's brighton we, we we've both spoken on this podcast before before how how we've loved them correct we have we Indeed. have we've but, him. but the key issue gasky with graham potter's Right, and would you say it's fair to say was not really playing pretty football, lovely stuff, but not really capitalizing on that on the chances they created, always underperforming on their XG. Would you would you say that's fair to say? I would say so, because we, we always said that he lacked the final third and the end product. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about the strikers, you know, you had, you had Glenn Murray up front, you had um what's his name? Uh, Everton now. Oh, uh, uh, more pay, more pay. Yes, um, you know he's had no one special to go and you know end it, and he's exactly the same thing at Chelsea. Really, you know these periods when you look at him and they go, they look really good, but it just again it ends in a shower of shit, and it's been like that for however many months now. Yes, well, and and this is where it's 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 uh, the the point is coming to a thing. You've touched on it there. Well done. You've you've got it already. There's like an the XG table since Potter's come in, and I believe that Chelsea top that in terms of like you know underperforming, and the second team is Brighton in respect of underperforming on XG. So the problems they had at Brighton are now the problems happening at Chelsea. So I don't think that Chelsea are actually playing that badly overall. I think that they are generating a lot of chances, but it's the issue of. And that is compounded by the fact, I mean, it seems to be that Graham Potter's football maybe is high chance creation, not really high goal creation. But is that the case, Gassi? Or is it more to do with the fact that you just touched on there, that he was dealing with the likes of Morpé and Glenn Murray and sometimes Trossard through the middle and an Undav who's done nothing at Brighton. And now at Chelsea, he's got like Havertz and a washed Aubameyang and not really an actual striker. So... And also, let's not forget that it's basically a totally different club with like however many new players to make it even trickier. So is it as simple as if they had a striker, like a proper number nine, they would be actually converting those chances? Or do you think there's a, is there a wider issue? Is Potter out of his depth, for example? What do you think? It's tough to call, but, you know, like you said, <clears throat> they've got a pretty much a new team. New owner, new team. They've got new, you know, goals they've got to want to hit. But, yeah, you can say, put a number nine, get a great striker who could potentially fix everything then. But, what is it, two wins in 14, no matter what, is not good enough. It is at all. For any team in the Premier League, it is not good enough. So you have to think about, you know, he's got plenty of new players there. 
is it backing him? I don't think it's backing him. I think it's just the owners wanting to put a ma- new owners put a new mantle on the club. It's nothing to do with Potter, I don't think. Okay. But, Interesting. Yeah, where where do you draw the line? Because at some it's Chelsea. At some point, you've got to be like, look, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to let you see the end of the season and go. We'll give you a striker. They're going to be like, no, we've got plenty here. Go and do some. We want someone who can do something with it. So. It's a tough one, really, because I, you know, I like how Brighton played and I like Potter, but I think I think that you just have to cut the losses really and be like, look, we'll get someone else. But then it's really? also, and it's also who's available. So it's one of those situations again. Who do you bring in? Because Tuchel, I you're not think he's get, available. Well, pretty much the guy they sacked is the only one that's available. So you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to pry anyone away from another team, big team, you know, a type of manager that Chelsea will want right now at this stage of the season. So. You, odds are you get in top four very very slim. You're not in any you're not in any competitions. So you I maybe personally maybe you just see it out to the summer, mm-hmm. see where you finish, then see what's what's going to happen. Yeah. And all yeah and also it's like well can you put up with this for another few months? It's you never know. It, it's a very tough one. It's a very tough situation. Well, they are getting a striker in the summer. Like, they are getting Unkunku. I know he's not an out-and-out number nine, but he is still technically a, a striker. So, do you think it might be fair to say, you know, because I know lots of, online especially, lots of Chelsea fans are, are sick of him. They're, they're already, like, get rid of him now. Do you think it would be more fair to say, well, let him have an actual, you know, something more similar to an actual striker in Unkunku. He can come in next season. Then see how, you know, give him, like, a quarter of the season or whatever. And if it is still dross and really bad results, then cut your losses? Or do you think, actually, no, it's we're Chelsea and we can't really wait around. We're just going to cut our losses. If, if you're a Chelsea fan, put yourselves into their, you know, Stamford Bridge shoes. Uh, what, what do you think you would be going for? Are you, are you thinking, give Potter a chance with an actual striker who isn't Kai Havertz? Or are you thinking, well, actually, you should be getting more out of these players, so get in the bin? I want to go back in time and get Tuchel back because that was an absolute joke to start with because whatever. But yeah, um, if I was a Chelsea fan... Because that's I mean, the I, issue with Chelsea fans as well because there's been, they, they've been used to trophy, 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 trophies and success all the time, really, for like the last 10 years. The, whatever. They're used to the immediate success as well. They used mm. to the manager coming in and doing it and then that manager's bye-bye within 12 months and then another one doing it out again. Mm. So... Not seeing that success straight away is, you know, is different for them. But also, yeah, you're right. You've just been given a full team. Give him a chance. Yeah, I see that side of it. But also I see the side of two wins in 14. No matter who you are, doesn't make a difference. You know, you should be doing better than that, especially with them players. Um, I mean, considering they're not in anything, they've got, they've got a potential Champions League to try and stay in. And no trophies, and you fight. Really, you're fighting for Europa. I don't think you're getting top four. I don't think Tottenham, Newcastle, and Liverpool can all bottle it that much. Mm-hmm. So, I think you might as well. Yeah, you might as well see it out. I think just because what what's the difference? Well, they start playing well for a couple of months, and then you get nowhere. Then you get nothing out of it. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think potentially see it out. Then see what happens in the summer. Because what could easily happen in the summer is he sees it out. They sack him in the summer because then they can go and talk to other clubs. For managers, so mm-hmm. God yeah. knows. I'm just trying to think like potential managers. If if Chelsea fans did want to be sacked, you know, like Zidane's been thrown around, but I don't think he's got any inclination to yeah. want to come manage in England. Um, Pochettino, but it, would Chelsea fans want to form, uh, you know, him? I don't know. Um, who else is even available? Uh, That's always the big issue with these Oli situations. Oli like... Hey, he got second place. <laughs> True. Uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, that that's the Chelsea situation. Um, is it the end of the road for Graham Potter? I hope not, because um, I, I do like him as a manager. I do think that if he supported properly, I'm not just talking about financial support. I'm talking about uh, fr- from the fans. I'm talking about it from a time perspective as well. I do think they can can and will come good. Uh, we've seen these. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest since with what he's done at Arsenal, I think we're always going to come back to what Arteta's done. You back them properly. Let him do what he wants with that team. He's the manager of the team. Let him do what he wants with that team. Don't don't you know? Go over his head and do things yourself. We've seen it at plenty of clubs. He doesn't work. Whereas Arteta has been allowed to completely strip down the squad and they're top of the league. So mm-hmm. just 
that's that is going to be the example for years. Let them do that. Let managers do that. Yeah, it's 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 very rare that I know Conte did at Chelsea, but it's very rare a manager comes in and immediately he's great. You know, Guardiola at City, Klopp at Liverpool, Arteta at Arsenal, Fergie at United. I mean, obviously there comes a point where if you you can give them too much time and they're rubbish, but I don't think we've reached that point yet. We he hasn't even had yeah. like two thirds of a season really. <clears throat> um, so uh, yeah, so if I was a Chelsea fan and I'm, I I do like Potter, I'm a Potter fan. Give him the rest of the season. Also, give him a striker in Nkunku or who, or whoever, and hopefully, as the team also gets to you know to know each other, because it, it it isn't just like you know like a, a game of FIFA where you can just pop in players and they immediately click like that. It does take time for for players to to, to bed in and stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, in my opinion, patience with Potter. I know Chelsea fans are not really used to that from a trophy perspective they want immediate success but i think patience and potter uh, will come good but so i've heard what you think you want gasky but what 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 do you think will happen do you think potter will go this season or do you think the ownership will be like no stick with him i going off what i've seen from this ownership since they've took over i can see him being sacked that would make me very sad why do you because have to say sat, that? They sat, they sat Tuchel for no reason, didn't why they? Do you have to, why do you have to upset no me? Why do you have to... It's, why it's, why it's do you hate happens, me? Do you want honesty or just... Just lie to me, make me feel good. Just lie to you. Potter will win everything with them. Well, don't want, no, don't want to win everything. Well, City I can't win, win everything. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's know what you think about the Graham Potter situation, guys. If you're a Chelsea fan especially, really interesting uh, to hear about you but one manager who surely got got to go like now like yesterday is david moyes um at uh at west ham they suffered a 2-0 defeat and it was at spurs so you know in isolation you can think oh you know away to spurs it's fine but i, I was half watching the game live and then i ha have caught up on the uh extended highlights and stuff and, and like west ham were, were quite toothless uh i thought throughout and in, in what's supposed to be a london derby as well and it's not just that game it's all this season i mean they're currently in, well they're currently in the i didn't realize it was that bad they're currently in the relegation zone um they've only scored 13 goals in the premier league i mean that's worse than southampton uh it's you know it's only one better than four wait is that right no, sorry, 19 goals, my bad. Um, that, that's how many, sorry, 13 games Games is how many they've lost. I was. I thought that was goals. No, no, they've scored 19. <laughs> so that's the same as Southampton, but it's less than Bournemouth. Uh, it's less than Leeds. It's better than Wolves and Everton, but, you know, they're more about uh, their defensive record. Anyway, so, yeah, so it's not a good time to be a West Ham fan, that's for sure, Gasket. Um, uh, what uh, question, Mark, about West Ham's season generally? Because this was a team that, Got to a Europa League final last season and finished. I can't remember where they finished last season. Was it was it seventh or or eighth or ninth? It, it was it was upper mid table anyway. Um, what? Why? It's exactly what you said. Why? It makes no you know it makes no sense because you've gone from you know investment. Everything's clicking, adding more and more investment. Keep them up there to just. No, absolutely nothing. It's like we said with Chelsea, where it's you don't expect immediate success. With West Ham, it's like you know you've had all the investment, you've had the time. What's going on at that point? That's where you have to say the manager has to go because the manager's had time. Okay, you had a good, you had a nice little Europe run, a, a decent Prem finish, but look at it now. Like you've still got the squad, you've got the players, but there's no no outcome. Yeah, it's, they're it's... not. They're not even good. No, no, they're not. I, I, I was just looking at their past games, and to be fair, they have they have had a couple uh, of of tricky games in, in recent weeks. But they, this isn't just a knee jerk reaction. I think we've been saying this basically all season that it's only a matter of time before Moyes went. So it's just you know we're putting bets on you know Moyes or Lampard, who's going to go first. But Mo uh, I think initially it was Moyes, Lampard, and Gerard, wasn't it? Was it Gerard? I think so. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, and yeah. he was going to go out of the three of them. Yeah, well, and he's the one that's left standing. <laughs> yeah, well, we're two for three. It's only a matter of time, yeah, surely. Yeah, it is. Uh, and yeah, I, I appreciate, you know, they have played at home against Chelsea and Drew, and they played away against Newcastle and Drew. And, you know, they beat Everton at home. That was uh, El Sakiko's Gasky called it. But, you know, like losing at home against Brentford 2-0, and then losing against Wolves, and then not beating Fulham, um, and losing at home 2-0 against Leicester, just having a look at some of these really bad 
uh, results and performances for them. It's 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 only a matter of time for David Moyes, and I don't really know why the trigger hasn't been pulled sooner. To mm. be honest, um, uh, just have a look at what they're next. Fixtures. It's not really getting that much easier. You know, they've got a game against Forest, who have relegation rivals. Away to Brighton, when we've spoken about how good they are. Away against City. Uh, and, and you might think, oh, the likes of home against Southampton. That's that's an easy one. No, because they're in the relegation zone as well. So there's it's almost yeah. like there's no easy games for Bright for for West Ham. Sorry. Um, so it's it's not looking good. The the yeah, that situation you need to take you need to bite the bullet and someone to save you because you're past halfway. This is, at this point is when you look you just look at the table and be like, right, not a lot's going to change now. Mm. It's the end of the season, really. So you need to do something about it. Yeah, they're still in the, uh, but they're still in the Conference League. Yeah, they finished top of the group. They hundred percent record, I think they got. Yeah, they, you're absolutely right. Yeah, they yeah. played six yeah. and won six. I'm just, uh, I, I don't know who their opposition is in the Conference League. I don't know. If well, that... No, they, they're not because they, they get the buy round because they finished top. So they ah, get a buy for the next round. Ah, yeah. so we've got to wait for the knockouts to happen first. Yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah. So this is getting the last phase Here's a just just on that. Here's an interesting question, Gasket. Um, what's your take on the whole team is struggling in in the league? Has cup competition, which they're you know maybe doing well in. There, there, there's a lot of arguments about that. Do you see it as unwanted distraction, or do you see it as momentum builder? What if they're having a good cup? Run? Yeah, like West Ham, are, for example. I, I would say it depends on the size of the team. The size of West Ham, you should not be even be talking about a relegation battle. So the Cup should not even be a worry. You should want to be in that league. Whereas, for example, Forest getting into the League Cup semi-final, I think that's good for them. Because, for it, you know, when you've just been promoted, you're not really expected to stay in. I think that's just the rule is, you know, you've been mm-hmm. a promoted team, or you're going to be one of the first to re- people who are going to predict your relegation. Mm-hmm. So having a nice Cup run is good. It's really good to have. But as a team the size of West Ham, you should be having cup runs alongside a decent league season. Newcastle, for example, who were overachieving. Yeah. And, you know, and Brighton knocking out Liverpool and I think they knocked someone else out in there as well. Um, you know, that type of, that's, that's what you want. That's the kind of position you want to be in when you're the size of West Ham. So, I think it'll get to a point when they could be fighting for this to stay in the league and then they could potentially be in the semi-finals of the Conference League. And it's like, oh, we've got two leg games here away in Europe. And, we're fighting for relegation, so what? But yeah, it opens a can of worms. Like, what situation? Who do I play? I need to beat this relegation rival, but then do we want to go through in the cup? It's yeah, a, yeah it's a very difficult situation. You might, we might end up seeing a Wigan in a 2013 situation yeah, where they yeah. won the FA Cup but still got relegated. I don't know, uh, but that is West Ham. Not looking good for them, but I think the sooner Moyes is out, the better. Uh, to be honest, and also um, the sooner. Declan Rice leaves West Ham the better for England's sake because yeah. he's not doing anything at West Ham. I think he's him, re- him leaving West Ham. Him leaving West Ham will improve his offensive capabilities as well. Definitely a bigger yeah. team, and he will make a ten times better player. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, quickly, just before we move on from West Ham, Gasky, Declan Rice, because let, let's be honest, he, he's he's probably going to leave this summer. Um, where? It's it's a tough one. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say a team. Because, because I, I was Chelsea. Well, I was thinking Chelsea, but then they like brought Enzo Hernandez in. Uh, f- sorry, well, Fernandez. You, you think Rice and Fernandez? Is it, it's Fernandez, yeah. Fernandez, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, go on. I think I think Chelsea, Rice and Fernandez, midfield. I think, yeah. Interesting. Tough to call. Interesting. Uh, another interesting result. Uh, we'll talk about these uh, at the same time. Uh, Arsenal beating Aston Villa and City dropping points in the title race. Only a week after City putting such a, a really good performance against uh, Arsenal, uh, beating them at the Emirates. So the gap has widened to uh, five points. Um, I was, I was going to quickly talk about... The, I'm not, I don't think there's any point in analysing the City game because I watched all of it and it's the most dominant display I've seen from City this season and I'm putting that up with like the 6-0 against Forest earlier in the season like at the Etihad yeah well, I watched I watched the um, I watched the highlights of that and all it, the highlights were literally City and then Forest goal yeah that is literally the highlights that, they, they had one shot on target and, and that and that and it was and when I rewatched the goal a few times I thought what are the, what is that defending in the far side he no, just yeah. walks through them mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it makes no sense it was weird yeah it is terrible defending but 
City should have been five 0 up by yeah, that point. Yeah, should have been. Uh, so I'm not. It, I'm not going to blame yeah. the defense. To be honest, for me, like you know, how many times has Hall no. missed a sitter, for I, example? So I've never seen a player who can have scored so many goals and miss so many sitters as well. Like he, he could easily be at forty goals this season if you were to all of his goals that were above what 0.7 expected goals, which he's probably got however many of them he's missed. Hmm. Probably easily five to six. Yeah, crazy. And uh, and even like Foden played really well, but there was a moment where he was through, and he could have either had a shot or just squared it to Holland for a tap in, and he yeah. and he did neither, and then he fell over trying to pass it to him, and then and then Laporte should have scored, and then and then De Bruyne should have done better with his long shots. Uh, yes, Forest weren't exceptional. Uh, it was just City were just bad in the finishing, but the, I thought the display and the performance was really good from City and. I, to be honest, I'm convinced that if City played like that for the from now until the end of the season, I think they win the title because it was really good. Yeah. It was just you could re, you could simulate that game like another you know hundred times and like ninety nine times City win. That, that was the one time they don't win. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like that. It's, um, it's like I said, it's one of those games that every yeah. season I think a team has it where you dominate and get nothing out of it. Yeah, it's, yeah, just I think it was like five big chances City had and they missed all of them. For example, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing to really analyze. It was just performance was really good. Uh, uh, finishing was just bad, and it's one of those days. So, as a City fan, it's annoying given not given the context of the title race. But in isolation, it's not actually uh, too much uh, of an issue. Um, just a more annoying than anything else. And then uh, uh, Arsenal beating Villa four two. Again, I feel like it's maybe a flattering score line. Obviously, the fourth goal was just. Uh, because Villa put the goalkeeper at the goal kick, uh, and then the third goal was like a, a comical own goal by the uh, goalkeeper. Uh, I thought maybe two all could have been a fairer reflection of the scoreline, but it's not not really relevant. Uh, and yeah, um, Ngaski, you feel like this could be a sort of huge like mental turning point given the like it's, before this game it was four games in all competitions Arsenal had failed to win him. Yeah, it's um it's a tough one because <clears throat> you can look at it from two ways. You can look at it as Arsenal coming from behind, you know, mentality to come from behind, the turning point that they need to push on, potentially get the title. Or do you look at it from the point of view that they've gone behind again? You know, the conceding goals, they've gone behind, they've equalised, but Villa will come back at them. You know, these are the games that you could lose the title in, but they won it, and that's how you can look at it that way. But also, they're going to, you know, the top of the league, they're going to win games. You know, they're going to win games like this. But they, they, again, they, they conceded too. You know, they're conceding yeah. goals now. It's something, there's something that's potentially changed over the last few weeks that they're struggling with. And yeah. it's hard to, you know, it's hard to put your finger on. So it, the next few weeks are going to be interesting because, again, it could be a situation where they can build a gap or it could be that they do just fluctuate. They draw a game, they win a game, they lose a game, you know, and, it's, and that could be... That it'll be interesting. One of the others going to happen. They're either going to go on a, <clears throat> they're going to go on a good run, or you're going to see them just kind of, you know, win, draw, win, draw. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I'm just going to bring up a, a stat that uh, I think you sent me. Um, yeah. So it was a uh, points dropped by Arsenal in their first 19 games of the season at seven. Points dropped by Arsenal in their. This is before the Villa game. Points dropped by Arsenal in their last three games eight. So there is definitely a difference in terms of like Arsenal's performances in this half of the season. Um, I don't think beating Villa is un unexpected, but for, for me, I think that it's probably the manner in which it took place, which might galvanise yeah. the, the the team like from a mental perspective. Come, come from behind, come from behind twice. Exactly. To push on for the win, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a title-defining uh, uh, match. From a City perspective, I hope that isn't the case. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it's now a five-point gap. There is still a game out the Etihad. There is still hope. Well, it's a, it's a two-point gap, isn't it? They've just not got the, ga the yeah, game. Yeah, but in hand I'm, I'm giving them their game I think, in hand. I, I think the game in hand against Everton at Emirates as well. Yeah, so I, it's, I, I'm uh, good. I'm assuming. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't assume, but I'm going to assume they will win their game in hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But still, an interesting title race. And speaking of title races, Gasky, we come to Manchester United, who uh, sniffing about. <laughs> they're sniffing about. <laughs> they're not going away. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I do keep getting asked the question, though, are United in a title race? For me, they aren't. It's not no disrespect to United. Yeah. But I think it's... You can disagree with me if you want. I think it's fair to say there are two teams in this league so far which are, like, 
who are in the race like but, but and you can yeah. tell by watching the games like, for example united i mean i know united blew away leicester but generally speaking that the, they haven't been like dominating displays by united over the course of the whole season whereas i feel like when arsenal and city win a game it is do you think that's a yeah. fair thing to say or am i underselling yeah, united that is fair because i just feel like you got yeah city and arsenal are the two teams to be they're the two that are up there you know the title winners Whereas United just seem to be, it is a little gap because I think there's an eight point gap between them and Tottenham in fourth now. So you pretty much nearly guarantee top four there, but not quite enough to push on for the title race. I mean, they're in every competition still. So many games to play. I just don't think they've got what it takes, you got to catch up to them because they're not going to drop loads of points back. I see United losing games. Like this game against Leicester is a tale of two halves. The first half. Leicester could have easily been three 0 up if it went for Daya, really. And second half, second half is what, how I think Ten Hag wants them to play because they d- destroyed them. They absolutely dominated him in that second half. They couldn't get out of the half. Sancho was cooking. He was incredible. And Rashford just can't be stopped at the moment, you know. And these, you know, these these pieces that are coming together now. And this is why you give managers time. The you know the pieces are fitting. A few more pieces to potentially fit there, mm-hmm. and you you got a title potential title winning team. But right now, I think just let's just keep pushing. Enjoy keep it. Keep pushing. Yeah, enjoy it. See what happens. You never know. The crazy things have happened in football. Yep. You never know. You could you could you could, could come back in four weeks and United are joint with City three points behind Arsenal or above Arsenal and three points behind City. You don't know. So we'll just we'll have to see. See what happens. Yeah, I just want to ask a question about Rashford. Uh, we talked about him in like his uh, uh, last uh, podcast as well. Um, He's sort of in. I feel like in the last, you'll know more than me. But I feel like in the last few games, he's been sometimes on the left, sometimes on the right. But he's also been like throwing at, at striker as well, like with Veghorst behind him. Yeah. Um. Sort of like shifting between the left and and striker. Where do you think and where do you want Rashford's long term position to be? Because originally, I think he was when he first you know, burst onto the scene, he was being Number touted nine. as a, a striker, a centre mm. forward, and then he didn't. And, and then it was sort of like except that he didn't really have that finisher's instinct. Like he missed too many 1v1s, so he was popped to the wing and he performed better there. Yeah, but now yeah. he's in a mental run of goal-scoring form. So which, so is he good enough for finishing-wise to be a striker, do you think? And where do you want him to be long-term? It, it's, a really, it's a really weird one because, right, I'm not saying he's better than him. I'm just, this is a comparison to the type of player, but he's very similar to Mbappe because Mbappe plays left wing and striker. <clears throat> and I think it depends on how the game's going because the first half he played at number nine, Played down the middle, and Vegas played in his weird Jalinton role of yeah. what was it, like a six, eight, and a ten, whatever he was to just for pressing. And you know, I you know, Vegas annoys me that he can't put the ball in the bloody net, but the way he presses opens the gaps, mm-hmm. and that's that's obvious. Um, in the first half, it was just didn't kind of work, and you could tell Rashford was getting frustrated. You weren't getting any service whatsoever, apart from the one chance that you're given on a play, and he put it in the goal. Perfect. It's come second half. Sancho comes on down the middle, Vegast up top, and Rashford out wide. And Rashford, a left wing, I think is immense. At the left on left wing. Mm. And then I know what you're saying like up front potentially, but I think he's better running at defenders from the wing, from the left, with a number nine, a good number nine up front. I think that's the future for him. I don't think number nine, because he'll he isolates himself, he just stands about. Whereas on the wing, he's much better, I think. Mm. So Wing. Yeah, I think left wing. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and that, guys, is the uh, is a roundup of the uh, of this week's matches. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. Guess the footballer in 60 seconds. Guess the footballer in 60 seconds. I don't know what that was. Uh, oh, it's guess the God. footballer in 60 seconds time. Gasky, how excited are you? that prospect i'm very excited to guess in your bs whatever it is whatever you want to call it <laughs> no, 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 it's fine it's fine, fine would you like to go first or shall i you, you can guess mine first okay right let me just make uh, 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 i always forget which button it is okay <laughs> that's the first? button excellent stuff right so uh let me know when you're ready for me to guess i'm trying to say right let's go with him let's go with th- let's go with this guy first okay guess the footballer 60 seconds go still playing no Dead. No. Most known for a top five league. Yes. Premier League. Yes. Uh, top big six club. Yes. 
London club? Yes. Chelsea? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, goalkeeper? No. Defender? No. Midfielder? No. Striker? Yes. Okay. Uh, most uh, played for Chelsea in uh, before the noughties? No. In the noughties? Yes. In the tens? No. Uh, Drogba? No. Uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselback? Bank. Yes. Yay! Good shout. <laughs> Good shout. I like it. I like Get it. In. Huge. I like it. Huge. Oh, that was great. I was panicking. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, got there. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Good shout. Good shout. Like uh, there we go. Wonderful stuff. Right. I've got one for you, Gasky. This is my BS one. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is guess, this isn't the guest version. It's just guest the player. Okay. Oh. Whew. Okay. Okay. Uh, guess the footballer. Sixty seconds. Go. Are they still playing? Yes. Uh, top five league. Yes. Uh, Premier League. No. Uh, Spanish league. Yes. Hey, uh, are they in a current Champions League spot? No. No, okay. Uh, are they in the top 10? Uh, they are... That's a stupid question. Uh, are they Spanish? Uh, yes, they are. Okay, uh, are they a goalkeeper? No. Are they a midfielder? Yes. Okay, uh, are they... Do they play for... Uh, Sevilla? No. Villarreal? No. Valencia? No. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, they are in the top Spanish half, midfield. by the way. Hmm? They are in the top half of the table. They are in the top half. Okay. Uh, midfielder. Uh, are they are they at the top of their form? No. Did they have they always played in Spain? No. Okay. Uh, have they played in the Premier League? Yes. The best known for the Premier League. Yes. Top six team. Yes. Gary Silva. No, we got <laughs> one final guess. Uh, right. So the best known for right. So they're not at the top of the game. The Spanish midfielder. He's playing the Prem. He was left the Prem. <gasps> Under Herrera. Yes! Yes! Well done. <laughs> I knew he'd gone back to Bilbao. I knew he'd gone back to yeah, Bilbao. Yeah, amazing. Well done. <laughs> great way you figured that out. Amazing. Oh. Right. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, I, need to, I need to predict. Uh, sorry, I need to guess your next one. Yes. Okay. Right. We're yeah. two for two. Come on. Come on. We got this. Right. We ain't getting this though. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Are they still playing? Yes. Okay, uh, are they at the top of their game? No. Okay, they're washed? Yes. Okay, um, when they're at their... So these questions now, when they're in their prime. Uh, top five league? Yes. Uh, Premier League? Yes. Top six club? No. Uh, a team currently in the Premier League? Yes. Uh, a, a team currently in the top half of the Premier League table? No. A, okay, a team in the relegation zone? No. Oh, God. A London club? No. A Midlands club? No. Uh, no. A North West club? No, no, stop me. A, a yes. A North West, North yes, West club? Yes. Uh, God, I'm looking at the table. Oh, Everton? Yes. Right. Um, goalkeeper? No. Defender? Yes. Fullback? No. Centre half? Yes. English? Yes. He's all... Ooh... Did play for Everton in the tens. Yes. God, an English. I'm not uh, an English centre half who's most known in the if tens. You, I reckon if you think he's retired, you might get him. English. We've, oh, is it Jaggy Elka? Yes, it is. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, he played. He played. Is he playing League Stoke. One nowadays or something? Championship. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Thank God I asked English, otherwise I wouldn't have got that flipping deck. That was a tricky Ashes one. On well now. done. Ashes on now. Got sweaty yeah. hands. Okay, Gasky. <laughs> guess the footballer, but you have to guess the specific version of the footballer. Ooh. Understood? I understand. Okay. Guess the version of the footballer. Go. Yeah, are they still playing? No. Okay. Uh, did they play in the Premier League? Yes. Okay, did they play for a top six team? Yes. Did they play for a Manchester team? No. Play for a London team? No. Play for Liverpool? Yes. Okay, uh, Schalke? No. Okay, uh, midfielder? Yes. Gerard? Yes. Okay, uh, Slippy Gerard? Yes! yes. <laughs> Slippy Gerard! That was, that was 20 seconds you got that in. Is that a record? <laughs> yeah, that's the quick. That was a version of a player as well. That was tricky. Well oh, done. Fair. Yes, of course. I, I only had two in my head that I had Slippy Gerard or Quick Red Card Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. And, and the slip, just, just, to, just to confirm, the slip was against. Against Chelsea, 
Denver was in on goal, popped in. Indeed. And City went on to win the league title. Well done. That was a good I like these okay. version ones. They're good. I'll have to get one now. I'll have to do one yeah. for you. But it, it, it only works if it's a really obvious footballer. No, like, no, yeah. You know, no, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, there we go. Uh, that was Guess the Footballer in 60 seconds. Four for four. Uh, and they weren't easy ones either. Well done, Gasky. There were some good ones there. But I'm, you know what? Pat on the back. Absolutely smashed it. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. Before we go on to the main topic, Gasky, nothing's groundy gears this week, has it? No, I'm, I'm in pretty a, chill a, pretty mellow. a chill mood here. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so let's talk about takeovers, shall we? Because, I mean, we didn't even talk about, I just realised we didn't even really talk about the Liverpool-Newcastle game, which was uh, a big game in the top four race, but we can talk about it now in the context of Liverpool. Um, because... I think it's announced today by, you know, uh, allegedly that now John Henry FSG aren't looking to uh, sell Liverpool. So before we get to United takeover, let's just quickly touch on this. Um, because I, I, I was under the impression that there were many offers and it was interesting. Blah, blah, blah. According to now, lots of Liverpool fans dispute this. I'm Don't shoot the messenger. According to The Athletic, no club, no, sorry, no purchaser was actually that interested in buying Liverpool for the quoted price of around 4 billion quid. Um, before we talk about the impact of what that may or may not have, do you think, Gasky, that's in large part because there's another huge club on the market? Yeah, it potentially could be. <clears throat> the one thing we don't know is how much actual revenue these clubs are making and what the clubs are, you know, are actually worth. Because... Uh, uh, Glazers apparently going to try and sell United for six billion, and yeah, if, if Liverpool's four billion, are United two billion more than them? That's mm. the question. That's what you need to look at it. Whereas, <clears throat> if if it is fair enough, but but you know, like you said though, the limited number of applicants basically. Like I think I think United had this free plus one that yeah. wants to keep the Glazers owners yeah. and invest. There's, there's not many people who have a spare five billion quid in their pocket. No, to buy it, to buy it. Because football clubs don't really make money, do they? If you think about it, they don't make a lot of money. No, you'd have so to sell it a big, for a profit, wouldn't you? Not exactly, yeah, they don't make it. So it's a big investment. So there isn't many out there. And like I said, it potentially could be that Manchester United are available. Mm -hmm. Why, I'll, I'll buy them over, over them. Does that make you feel a little bit Thanks smug? Well. Because um, well, there's, there's a, you know... There's there's a lot say of sentiments that uh you know who's the bigger club Liverpool or Man United? Well, yeah, it, it it rigs the argument who's the bigger club. Well, one's trying to people are willing to buy one over the other. So what does that tell you? Really, you know, you can have that bit of smugness there, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I was going yeah. to ask, and uh, and yeah, in terms of how we it might or may not impact Liverpool, um, there was uh, there's been discontent of obviously quite right rightly with the liverpool uh, fan base about you know the, this how the season's going they might still get top four because there's a good win against newcastle uh who are you know who are like currently fifth uh in the table so you know they could still get there um but there has been a question mark over whether klopp should go for instance and a lot of the sentiment was well let's keep him because we're going to get taken over by a big rich man or or state state or whatever and he's going to get loads of money for a rebuild and Klopp's going to have the, the, the big chance to do a big rebuild. Now, that could still happen under FSG. It could still happen, but it's less... I think it's fair to say it's less likely to. So, yeah. where do you sort of see... Let, let's assume, for argument's sake, that Liverpool don't finish in the top four. They finish, like, maybe sixth, for argument's sake. Um, and Klopp doesn't get this huge rebuild. Where do you sort of see... Like Klopp's long-term future, do you think that he should almost walk because he's not he won't get the chance to do a big rebuild, or do you think that he's, he'd like stick it out because he doesn't have a good track record of trying to rebuild teams? Yeah. It normally yeah. capitulates and crashes. Um, well, from what I've read about the quotes, they have said that there is investment coming in. That's what the that's what the FSG have said. So you can see that as. Okay, um, sorry, Klopp, we don't have the money to bring the players in you want, but we'll get investment down the line. Okay, brilliant, I'll stay then. The investments come in, and they do, and they give him what he wants. That could happen. Whereas I feel like if it comes to the summer, there's no investment found, Klopp should just be like, look, I'm not, I've, done, I've given you everything, done what I can, I'm getting nothing back now that I need. So you're, you're going to have to start from scratch. I think he should walk in that. If, if, if it stays as it is, because... 
what you've you didn't couldn't couldn't even get you a midfielder. All, all you could get is half from Leon alone who was injured. You know that's all you've been given. Mm-hmm. You need to, with two thirty. What you've got two thirty-five plus year olds as your main two your main midfielders, mm-hmm. and then Thiago's not exactly young, is he? So he's not getting the investment he really needs. Like he's he's been there what seven years now, eight years. Yeah, with Klopp, and he's built he built a team, won everything with it, and now he needs to do it again. Every team needs to have constant rebuilds. That's how it works. Yeah. And he hasn't been allowed that next rebuild. So really, you give them a chance to get investment in it. If they don't give it you, you walk. That's what I think, anyway. That, uh, that investment you read about, did, was, there, was there a time scale at all? Like, would it be for this summer, for example? Did, all it, can you remember? All he said was, all he said was, are we selling the club? No. Is there investments? Yes. That was literally what I said. Right. Because that would so, be, be interesting, I guess, because, yeah. I mean, from a, I'm just, I'm just thinking about one player who's been heavily linked with Liverpool, Jude Bellingham, um, but if Liverpool don't get Champions League, and then also if that huge, if that big investment isn't coming this summer, because Bellingham's gonna, I think he's gonna quite comfortably yeah. break the British transfer record. Yeah. Um, does that lessen the chances of him coming? Does that mean the likes of you know Real Madrid or Chelsea or City could yeah. potentially go for him instead? You would think you would think any investment coming into Liverpool will know the state of the team, and they'll be like, right, here's our investment. Go and get us a marquee signing and get Liverpool into the Champions League if they don't get Champions League that is but or whatever um, but that yeah that's what they need they need it before the summer mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to lose your manager you're going to have an aging squad you're back to basically you're back to uh, what was it uh, not Benitez who's after Benitez uh, Roy Hodgson and that era again Dalglishan oh, 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 Dalglishan yeah. you don't know where you are when you don't know where you're at your team and you're having to wait until it you know it clicks again there we go. And so that's our thoughts on the Liverpool takeover. But there's also obviously the United potential takeover, uh, which you've described it as, uh, Gasky. Uh, we touched on it last week, but I want to talk about it more in depth depth here. I want your thoughts on. You don't have to get into the you know question about morality that, that's been going round. I, I just want your thoughts on you know who who would you like to, purely from a footballing perspective, and you know let, let's not get into the politics of it from a footballing perspective. You know, do you have a preference for uh, owner, uh, and if and when do you think it would happen, and what might that mean for you know, like Ten Hag and signings and, yeah. and title aspirations? Well, for me, when you look at it, you look at it from a footballing perspective, right? You've got a football club that is owned by people who don't have the money to own them. They're in complete debt. You know, they're taking money out. If you look at the stats, like the only club to take only owners to take money out of the club, don't put any in. You know, so you want owners that are not going to do that. So your first thing is, right, can you get us out of debt? There's, there's one option there that gets you out of the debt. There is also apparently supports United, you know, puts United back at the top and will back the manager. So obviously, Qatari owners, if you take, if you don't talk about, if you only talk about football perspective, perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the perfect option. And you look at the other options, these, I think there's, there's one from America that's keep, is just, uh, we'll give, we'll, you know, we'll invest basically and the Blazers stay involved. Another one from America, and then the Sir Jim Radcliffe one. So, I, from a fan's perspective, you want okay, we want someone who's going to support the sport the most. And if that's going to be, and so the options are, you know, you've got these Qatari owners who have got lots of money. They'll re, re you know, invest into Old Trafford, into the community, which is apparently what you said you'll do. You'll back the team, and the team won't, and the club won't be in debt. The other ones, okay, the team might not be in debt, but. So Jim Radcliffe owns Nice, and Nice fans have said, from what I've read, he just, he just basically feels like he gave up on them. Right, just kind right. of left them now. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure about the other ones, though. One of them's the, the investment one, not a chance. Do not keep them. You want them gone. Mm. <laughs> so that's a no. So it's between them two, really. And from, I, you know, you can't, I like, you can't, you know, ignore the Twitter experts because they know nothing. <laughs> I'm just going off what I've read. And really, you're going to have to go for the Qatari ones. The club's been left in an absolute mess in the back end. And you get an owner in who's going to get the club out of debt and fix it from the top. And if that means Qatari owners, then it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And how do you see that sort of um, transforming? What well, do you see it transforming the club first of all? If so, how? Uh, and do you do you think it'll be a sort of, let's say, for example, you know, a, 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 a billionaire a Qatari owner comes in and now now United have no debt and they can spend even more than they have they have spent etc. Do you do you see it as like splashing the cash or do you think it will be like a more measured approach and how will that impact the the squad overall? Um, I think they've got 
I think they've got the right manager to not have that attitude of, oh, great, go and get me Mbappe then. Mm. I, don't, I don't think he's that type of person. I, mean, that's why I was like, I need these players that will fit my system. And that's what he wants. And well, a big example is you look at City, right? They can have players come through their academy and they can sell them for 20 million. Mm. Players that you've never heard of. And like, like the goalkeeper Southampton, he's not, he's not a bad keeper. Never played a game for City, he's selling for 20 million. Whereas United have got these academy players coming through who are not good enough to play for Manchester United. But you feel they haven't got the money to let that player go. So your players like McTominay and Ilanga end up playing 50, 60 games for United, even 100. And you're like, how have you played that many games for Man United? Mm. Because you're not good enough. It's just, it's clear that there's not enough money and investment in the team for you to basically move on and go and play for Newcastle or Brighton or something where you can be an amazing footballer for them. But again, you're being slagged off at United for not because you know, you're not good enough to play for them. Because again, that's, that comes down to the owners. You know, you're not selling him because you can't replace him for you. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's that's again, that's an example of how poor owners can be. You know, you're not allowing the manager to go right. You can go, and then I want this. I want this. This youngster's good. We'll have him, and that guy can go. And that's money that can bring in other players. You said then that you don't think there's been enough investment. In the team, but no one spent more than United in the last ten years. So I mean, do, do you I, mean like I mean, properly I mean, invested? No, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean properly. I mean in terms of because in, from investment, I mean like you know being able to let players go as well. That's right. the big issue. With United is you spend it, you bring in players in that the manager wants, fantastic. But you're stuck with this. You're stuck with all these. Like Phil Jones is still there, you know. Yeah, that Things is like mental. that. You know, these these players are still sat there at the club. Do you know, like get rid of them, offload them, let mm-hmm. the you know then they won't be spending hundred million on right wingers. And stuff like that, because you'd be able to have the right players in the squad, and then you'd be able to bring in. You know, it's like what was it when was it last summer with City when they bought Haaland and whatnot? They made profit, yeah, because, because of the academy, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you've been able to sell players that are not going to play for City because they're not good enough to play for Man City, but mm-hmm. are good enough to play in the Premier League. And that's and that's what United should be. That's what the team should be. A big team is being able to bring in the players that needed right now for the team still bring through the good youth players or the players that are good enough to play. and then, But then also, you're making money from selling players who are good but not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so my last question for you on this is, because there's sort of two ways this can go, isn't it? It could be biggest club in England owned by, I don't, I don't know how rich these people are, but for, I mean, for argument's sake, let's say that it now means that United can spend more than anyone else, you know, in all, all FFP, etc. So, so you've got that big combination. Now, that could be a terrifying prospect for the rest of the league because, in theory, it means that if you get the signings right, you're basically unstoppable because it's not really an issue of yeah. um, buying players. But is there... So that's one scenario. Is there any sort of doubt in your mind that it will just be that or... Do you maybe look over to like another instance of Qatari state ownership, PSG, where fans are not happy about how their club's being run and the signings they've made are more about like commercial reasons, you know, like get, getting Mbappe, Messi, Neymar all on the same team. That was just about vibes and rather than actual football. So yeah. do, you, do, you have, do you have any doubts about that or do you think actually, no, we, we're going to get it right. We're going to yeah. bring in the right people. It's, there's always there's always that fear. There's always the fear that 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 can happen, you know, because it like City again. City, for example, it took them a few years until they hit the right mm-hmm. note. Do you know, they bought players who didn't know they were going to join City. They didn't know there was a team. You know, you had them situations when it was just why are you buying them? You know, like and them situations. But City have hit the note now. Newcastle seems to work straight away. We'll see in a few years. So it works more than it doesn't. So, I think, okay, it's a worry I don't want. What I don't want to happen is I don't want United to get bought. Okay, perfect manager. He can buy who he wants. They can come up with everything, and it becomes like the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich. I don't want to see United win the title every year and walk it. As much as, obviously, oh, great, I support United and they're winning everything. Mm. You don't. You want to see a competitive... It's, in, it's fun to watch the Premier League and watch how close it all is compared to other leagues. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I enjoy, I enjoy being a neutral more than I'm a United fan. I enjoy watching football. So I don't want to see that, but I do want to see. I want to see where I can see progression in the club that I support, mm-hmm. which over the last decade I haven't. It's just been so up and down. I don't, you know, don't know who's staying or going. Whereas it'd be nice to see, not have to worry about the owners 
and not have to hear people moan about the owners when we can just I can watch football and knowing what United need knowing that the manager needs it as well and getting it rather than not knowing if saying or going you know wait until deadline day to sign Sabitzer just to cover a midfield position you know actually already have it covered where I can like for example for you it must be so nice to know you've got a team we need a striker you know full well the manager needs a striker as well and going and getting the best striker in the world mm-hmm. do you know because that's what, you know, nice. you know yeah, what your yeah. team needs it's very nice you know it's very nice to know you, what your team needs and then knowing that the manager knows it as well and that's I want to have that feeling again yeah uh, yeah I, th- I think that uh I don't think the Bayern Munich example would... Let, let's say that that does happen. And it, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't. It was just, you know, when you said about, you know, they could just run the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think any... No club at the moment, the size of United is owned... Apart from Real Madrid, really, is owned by such huge, you know, like Middle East, for example. Whereas, you know, what is it Madrid's owned by the Royal Fam- the Spanish Royal Family or something. That's probably the only one, oh, I, don't, I don't know, actually, to be fair. Apparently, so, apparently, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently... It, something there's some input from them or something to do with madrid maybe i'm not sure like that. but yeah but you know no team at the size of united um is owned by with such billions and billions and billions so we don't know how it, the outcome would be mm-hmm. definitely and you know at, at you know like if, if people are worried about that happening at the end of the day you know financial fair play does make it so that yeah. clubs can only spend a certain amount with their revenue uh, generation uh, so it's it's not going to be you know United just signing literally everyone and also you can only have a certain you, you can't sign literally everyone so and, and they're not going to yeah. sign the bench are they so it's you're not, yeah, you're not exactly. it's not it's not like oh we'll start Mbappe and then we'll bring on um, whoever else in the second half <laughs> spend five hundred million on a bench no they won't they won't be like that exactly yeah so at the end of the day it's eleven against eleven so um yeah it's 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 definitely certainly interesting time so for United if you're United fan it's got to be I mean whoever comes in it's got to be an improvement yeah. over the Glazers uh, exactly. That's for sure. Uh, but that is, uh, that's Gasky's take on the uh, United takeover. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. Let's get straight into the preview for next week's matches. Uh, in fact, I just want to focus on one, to be honest, and it is the League Cup final. There is also a Champions League uh, taking place, but let's just talk about the League Cup final uh, just, to, just to round up the podcast, because um, big context... Nick Pope very stupidly got red cards against Not Liverpool. Well was <laughs> yeah, I've no, no idea what was going through his head. Uh, he's literally got a League Cup fine, like Newcastle's biggest game in like a, a generation, prob- uh, probably. Yeah. Um, and he gets decided to get sent off for that. It was, it was already they were already two 0 down by that point. Two 0 down, and Salah's about to go round to make it three 0 and he. Yeah. Grabs the ball from about what was it? What was it? it must be like 35, 40 yards. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, at that point, just like not sack it off, but like it's not it's not worth it. That, but you're already losing two no. nil. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it's yeah. just stupid. Uh, and then from a United context, about I think that Bruno Gimaraes has come back from his suspension. No, yeah, his, uh, he's back for suspension. Yeah, and then I think United bar injuries, everyone's available. Yeah, Casemiro's back, isn't he as well? Yeah, Casemiro's yeah. back after um, last game. Yeah. yeah, but the only context for United is that you know we, we talked that's that's a struggle for Newcastle. They'll have to play Carrius. But the potential struggle for United is they play Barcelona on yeah. Thursday um, in, in not a meaningless game. It's two all in, in the first leg. So there's still all to play for. It is at home. So there's you don't have to worry about the travel, but it's still a very difficult uh, game of football. And we've seen that Ten Hag does not like to rotate. Uh, even, even when after like the Forest first leg where the tie, the tie yeah. was won. So, yeah, yeah. so many first team has started. So... There, there, it, there might be a potential storyline of fatigue, maybe. Maybe I'm making more of that. I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you know, fans fans make that. You know, fans go, oh, you know, they're playing two games a week and stuff. Tanaga hasn't moaned once, and I'll give him that. He hasn't once moaned about, you know, like like when like I think Artes has voiced what I think what Klopp said. Teams that play on Wednesday should not have to play on Saturday, blah, 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 blah. Tanag, all Tanag said is players love the experience, they want to win trophies, and they'd rather play than train. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's all you can say. Yeah. In it, you know, the only I, I think less fatigue. I think it's more of if a player gets injured, because if a player gets injured, you go, "Why are you playing him? We've got a cup final at the weekend." You know that kind of attitude comes up. So I think it's going to have to be a f- pretty strong team to play um, Thursday, and then Sunday is going to be the pretty much similar lineup. So mm-hmm. it will be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Varane got a rest against Leicester, so that's one. <laughs> Wait, what was that? So, Sorry. Uh, Varane got a rest against Leicester because Lundelof played. Oh yeah. yeah. So. 
Uh, yeah, and uh, just in terms of the match itself, huge game. I mean, it's a huge game for, bo for both clubs because it is a League Cup final. But I think it's fair to say it's a much bigger game for Newcastle than it is United because when was the last time Newcastle won a, tr won a ma okay, major uh, trophy? 90 some 90 was, it, was, it the, was it the 50s? Am I being stupid? Look, I don't know, I don't know how long ago I it was. want to find out when was the last time. I like, think it was not the 90s. I know they got. Oh, they, they, got... Oh, they lost. They lost against United in the ninety nine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they got to an yes, FA Cup final. But, they did. Um, they lost United. I know. I, I think they won like an Intertoto Cup in like thousand eight, but I'm not counting that. That was like some dusty European competition well, that UEFA doesn't even do any do or or supporters or whatever. Uh, so let's have a look at the Newcastle United honors. My guess is the fifties, but let's find out. Um, the last time they won a the league title was nineteen twenty seven. The last time they won FA Cup was 1955 um that was the last one over e yes yes it is as i said i'm not counting the uh oh, yeah i'm not counting the intercities fairs cup i'm not counting the UEFA for intertorto cup i'm not counting the anglo italian cup sorry newcastle united fans last time they won an actual trophy was 1955 they've got runners oh. up since then like, they've, yeah. they've never won the league cup um runners up in 98 and 99 uh, but yeah, so a huge, huge game for Newcastle, yeah. uh, obviously. But still, an, still a big game for United. Yes, well, yes. United, yeah. United need the momentum. They need the. I, th I think. I think it was my brother that told me um, when City won. I think it was it. 2011 was the first one they won since yeah. they got bought, didn't they? Mm -hmm. And I think it was. Was it Kyle Walker? Was it Kyle Walker? No, it was Kyle Walker's first trophy, not that one. Whichever his first trophy was, Kyle Walker's, mm. he said that he loves this feeling of winning a trophy. And that's what I think eggs them on. When, yeah. If you can you say you won a trophy and you get that feeling that you've won something and you want to win more, that's what will push you. That's what they need the League Cup for. You know, we always say it's the Mickey Mouse Cup out of them all. But if it's a trophy and it can egg you on to win more, you want to win it. Definitely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still a major honour. It's yeah, still. It is. It is. It's more than the Intertoto Cup. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah de definitely, so. definitely. Um, and, and yeah, and it sort of, it's it sort of gives like a, not a justification. It gives a um, like a, like a verification of like Ten Hag's tenure so far. It like it verifies it as sort of like yeah. a success. It's like because it is like the club. The club's just you know been an absolute mess for the last few years. He comes in in the summer, you know. But you literally grabs everyone by the hair and just like you know shake them, sort yourselves out, and win a trophy within what six seven months. Hmm. Yeah, you know, perfect, perfect start. And how do you see the game? That's 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 the context. That's the background. How do you see the game going? Uh, we've talked about the context. Newcastle don't have the main goalkeeper. United will be up for it, hopefully for your sake. Oh, you know, off the back of a oh, it should a, be a carrier's masterclass. We know what's coming. <laughs> off the back of <laughs> we maybe know what's an, happening. An impressive display against Barcelona that could you know egg them on even more mentally. Yeah. How do you see the match going on? <clears throat> are, you, are you confident? Um, I'm relatively. I've, I'm sixty forty. I would say. <clears throat> I think. I think it's going to be like a two, I think two one United. I think. I think it'll be a good game. Do you think the, do. do you think the Pope factor will matter at all, or do you think that's a bit of a red herring? Uh, <clears throat> depends. If Carrius drops it in his net, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I can see him. I can see him having an absolute masterclass, and everyone's like, "Oh, you see, he is a good keeper." And it's like <laughs> redemption. Whatever. Keepers against United. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that there we go. That is um that that is the knobcast. Uh, no, no uh, knobcast or ballbusters. Uh, this week, uh, I, th I think I asked the Noblets too late uh, for questions. I apologise for that. And Ballbusters, we're just going to put it on hold just for a moment. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll reveal the answers for this week. Uh, the last one, the it was RJ uh, Basmati Entertainment. That was um, uh, I, I, I forgot what it was then. Do you know uh, what? I couldn't remember who it was either. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I was like, oh, it's Declan Rice, but it's like, no, it's not. It's it's Reese James because it's Rice Games. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, the A was everybody that you meet has an original point of view. That was Artor because that was the uh, lyrics to the song uh, on the uh, on like uh, CBBC or CITV, one of them. Uh, and then HW, this was a very good one. I think Houdini's trying to hit on me. That was Harry Winks. Uh, but and I think Jack left a, a comment with the answers to those. So well done, Jack, who won last week as well. But I say we are going to put it on hold because it's, it's 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 only a couple people taking part now. So I feel like we'll put it on hold for now. And then maybe people more interested in the podcast and, and that game in the future 
we can bring it back uh, and that can be given out uh, as a prize. And maybe I can think of some better prizes uh, as well rather than just knob coins to encourage you guys to take part. Uh, Bogaski, that's the podcast. You enjoyed yourself? It's been good. It's been good. Beautiful. Always look forward to Mondays for this. Indeed. And uh, next time we meet uh, on this podcast, maybe United will be one trophy better off. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully next time I'll be happier and not depressed. <laughs> Let's hope. Indeed. Uh, really hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye, guys.